Once you are clear which goal will most effectively carry you toward this new identity, it becomes your mission. I use the word mission intentionally, in my own life as well, because it evokes a more serious tone and suggests a higher purpose. 100 goals will never carry the weight of a singular mission. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi and welcome to Philosopher Insights. Today we're discussing the miracle equation, the two decisions that move your biggest goals from possible to probable to inevitable. The author of the book is Hal Elrod, and this book is published in 2019. I want to share a number of my favorite insights from this great book, starting with The Feedback Loop, Waging War on You, The Five-Minute Rule, Your Mission, The Miracle Mantra, Predetermine Your Process, doing what you should do, and finishing off with it's a matter of time. So let's start with the introduction. Quote, If you are a regular in the personal development world, you've already heard that anything is possible. And I do believe that. Yet possible isn't enough to get you out of bed in the morning fueled with internal motivation to tackle your biggest dream. I wish it were, but it's not. Offering a halfway there plan wasn't enough. With my next book, this book, I wanted to create something that would help move your success from possible to probable and eventually to inevitable. The miracle equation is that process. As you'll learn, the miracle equation is deceptively simple to explain, but only a small percentage of our society understand how to execute it. It consists of only two decisions. The first decision is to maintain unwavering faith and the second is to put forth extraordinary effort. And the key to creating tangible, measurable miracles is to do both, over an extended period of time. End quote. The introductory passage is from the Before We Begin section of the book by the always inspiring Hal Elrod. His first book, The Miracle Morning, has inspired millions to leverage the early morning hours to generate life-changing results. In this book, he reveals the formula you will require to achieve your biggest goals, a simple mixture of unwavering faith combined with extraordinary effort. The ultra-successful have transitioned to what Elrod refers to as miracle mavens. For them, unwavering faith is the standard by which they live their lives, and applying extraordinary effort is how they tackle every goal in life. Quote, This book is about the kind of tangible, measurable miracles that require your active participation in producing them. They're more akin to making your biggest, scariest, and most improbable goals come true. These are the types of miracles that you have a significant degree of control over, meaning that you can consistently create them again and again in your life, because you will understand how the process works. But to create this kind of miracle, first you must believe that the result you are seeking is possible, and you can produce it, end quote. I want to reinforce one important piece of the equation that cannot be overlooked. It's unwavering faith plus extraordinary effort over an extended period of time. By no means is this an overnight success formula, and that reminds me of a great quote from Warren Buffett. Quote, 
No matter how great the talent or efforts, some things just take time. You can't produce a baby in one month by making nine women pregnant. End quote. Simply amazing, as it brings to light a very important reminder. Miracles take time. Yet the majority of people fail to recognize this or have some twisted perception of what it takes to make everlasting change in their lives. For additional reinforcement, let me bring you back to a quote from my favorite book, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Quote, plant, cultivate, harvest. And that second comma, the one between cultivate and harvest, often represents a long period of time. End quote. My hope is to share some of my favorite insights from this book that hopefully encourage you to apply the principles to your life so that you establish a new baseline in life where all your goals are pursued from the Miracle Maven standard. Let's begin, shall we? Insight number one, the feedback loop. Quote, we've all been there. We're all jazzed up about a new goal we've set. We have a clear vision in our mind of what it'll look like and feel like to accomplish that goal. We know exactly what we have to do to get there, and we believe that it's possible. We take our first steps and are cruising along, and then suddenly, thud. We hit an obstacle we weren't expecting. Results aren't happening as quickly as we hoped. It's at times like these that sticking to the miracle equation is challenging. End quote. If you have ever tried to achieve a big goal in your life, I am sure this resonates with you. The problem is, when you hit those unexpected obstacles, they negatively impact your faith, and in turn, your lack of faith now impacts your effort. You go from having complete faith to wondering if it was even worth pursuing this goal, because the mind shift to believing the likelihood of achieving it now is very low. Unwavering faith and extraordinary effort work together to support each other. Once you bring unwavering faith to your goal, you create the internal motivation required to propel you into putting forth the extraordinary effort. As you commit to the effort, your faith continues to blossom. However, if one piece of this equation starts failing, then the miracle equation stops working in your favor. The key to making the formula work in your life is to keep the feedback loop going by ensuring both pieces of the equation are serving each other. Insight number two, waging war on you. Quote, you are exactly where you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to be to learn what you need to learn so you can become the person you need to be who is capable of creating everything you've ever wanted, end quote. I just love that, because it puts things into perspective. Everything that has happened in your life to this point has positioned you to be where you are today. The challenges you were forced to overcome thus far in life made you stronger and are the lessons you needed to get where you want to go. Now, where have we heard that before? Remember the mantra, O-M-M-S. Obstacles make me stronger. Quote, we all struggle with irrational fears and our overactive stress response. We need to consider how our irrational fears suck the air from our dreams and the lives that we could be living. Instead of fearing and avoiding opportunities, we need to take a deep breath and then run toward them. We need to replace our fear with faith. End quote. You rarely make it through a personal development book without the author placing some focus on fear and how we must learn to overcome it. We cannot succeed in life if we spend our days fearing the unknown or fearing the effort that may be required to create the life of our dream. The majority of fears are not life-threatening. Miracle mavens have, quote, trained their brain to understand the difference between an uncomfortable situation 
and one that is truly life or death. End quote. Insight number three, the five-minute rule. For those of you that don't know Hal's story, he was in an accident that left him clinically dead for six minutes, and he was told that he would never walk again. Yet, miraculously, he made a full recovery. In recent years, Hal was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer and told that the chances of survival were very low. Yet now he is living cancer-free. Whenever I think my life is not unfolding as I expect, or I feel the urge to complain, I often start thinking about what Hal Elrod has been through, and that often shames my desire to complain. Hal was taught the five-minute rule by one of his managers. Quote, it's okay to feel bad when something doesn't go according to plan, but not for more than five minutes. We could bitch, moan, cry, complain, vent, punch a wall, whatever we felt like doing, for five minutes. End quote. I love strategies, and this one is fantastic for keeping our emotions in check. This is in stark comparison to how the majority of us live our lives. We relive the negative events in our lives for days, months, or even years. What if you could learn to put it behind you in just five minutes? Quote, when the timer goes off, we were to say the words, can't change it, out loud, to acknowledge that if we can't change something, then resisting it, spending emotional energy on it, and wishing it were different, is not only pointless, but it's painful. It creates internal emotional suffering, but does nothing to change the event that you perceive to be causing you the suffering. End quote. This has quickly become one of my favorite strategies, learning to accept those things we cannot change. If you cannot change it, then why continue dwelling on it and living with the emotional pain that it's bringing to your life? Quote, it's not the experience, circumstance, or event that causes the emotional pain, but rather our unwillingness to accept life as it is and move forward that's the cause. End quote. Let's shine the spotlight on you. How could you incorporate the five-minute rule in your life today? Insight number four, your mission. Quote, over the past 20 years, as I've worked with people from all walks of life, a common obstacle I have seen is that most of us are trying to work on too many goals at once, with no clarity as to which of our goals deserves top priority. You know what happens when we fail to prioritize our goals? We stay busy, perhaps make some inconsequential progress, but almost always end up with missed targets and or feeling overwhelmed, end quote. I haven't personally worked with Hal, but I was definitely a member of the tribe of people who set way too many goals at once and then struggled to achieve any of them, including the goal that was the most important. In 2019, I discovered through the Optimized Coach program that the best shift I could make when it came to goal setting was to focus on one goal, the most important goal, and not be overwhelmed by all the other secondary goals I also wanted to achieve. This is exactly how I lost 30 pounds in 2019 and how I managed to read 52 books in 2020. I established in my mind what matters most and I built a practice around achieving that specific goal. Quote, the goal should propel you towards the miracle maven vision you had for yourself based on the qualities and characteristics that it would instill in you. End quote. I have found in my own experience, the way to transform your life is to directly connect your goal to an identity and ensure it supports your core values. In his great book, Resilience, author Eric Reitens asks us to write three words, feelings, actions, identity, but in reverse order. You start with identity, 
That leads to actions, and your feelings play a minimal role in how you engage purposefully in life. We cannot let our feelings drive our lives, yet that is how most of us live our life and are left wondering why nothing ever changes. Quote, Once you are clear which goal will most effectively carry you toward this new identity, it becomes your mission. I use the word mission intentionally, in my own life as well, because it evokes a more serious tone and suggests a higher purpose. 100 goals will never carry the weight of a singular mission. End quote. What is your mission? I would urge you to stop and reflect on this question. It just might transform the way you live. Insight number five, miracle mantras. Quote, the tool I've always used to keep me focused on my unwavering faith in my goal and myself is what I call my miracle mantra. Your miracle mantra is a single sentence that encapsulates your commitment to your mission and reminds you that maintaining unwavering faith and putting forth extraordinary effort over an extended period of time are what will make your miracle a reality. End quote. Here's the miracle mantra template that Hal Elrod shared. Quote, I am committed to maintaining unwavering faith that I will blank, insert your mission here, and I will continue putting forth extraordinary effort until I do. No matter what, there is no other option. End quote. What a powerful mantra. Something you can quickly write down and read every day until you achieve your mission. I just love the last piece. There is no other option. There is no space for excuses. Let your miracle mantra be your North Star. Let it support your personal integrity so that each day you do what you say you're going to do. Insight number six, predetermine your process. Quote, once you have settled on your singular mission with the primary objective of evolving into a more capable version of yourself and made the decision to maintain unwavering faith that you will achieve it, you must determine what your process will be. Every goal or result that we wish to achieve is preceded and created by a process. The specific actions necessary to produce the desired results and ultimately the life that those results will create for us. End quote. This may seem like common sense, but it's amazing how often people set goals, but they fail to identify the processes or strategies that they're going to use to hit their desired targets. As they say, what is common sense is not always common practice, and I think that holds very true here. If I want to read a book every week of the year, I would need to set up a time to read every day. I have to define the where, the when, and for how long I will read each day to achieve my target. Once you define the processes, you have to define the schedule. Where on your daily agenda are you committed to executing the process? Insight number seven, doing what you should do. Quote, when it comes to pursuing a meaningful goal, we also have to find a way to overcome the temptation to procrastinate because really, those who do only what they feel like doing don't do much. End quote. The dreaded procrastination bug. It's like a chronic illness that doesn't allow you to show up at your best. You may think there are hundreds of reasons why you procrastinate, but the truth is that it can be narrowed down to having associated a level of pain or fear with the activity you are procrastinating about. Quote, so in order for you to find the motivation you need to do the things habitually that you procrastinate on, you must move. You must take the first step and that step, that movement, will generate the motivation you need to keep moving forward. 
but that first step is on you, end quote. I can honestly speak from personal experience about the positive impact of just taking that first step. I routinely write these philosopher insights at 5 a.m. each morning, and inevitably I run into days where I don't have the motivation to engage in the activity. It's mentally taxing and requires a lot of focus, but I have found that the moment I type a few words, that temptation to procrastinate goes away. Many times over the past year, I was reluctant to start, and then once I start, I would often complete my 90-minute time block. Now, one other important piece of advice. The moment you feel the urge to move, you need to move as quickly as possible to start the task. If you decide to watch a few minutes of television because at the moment you don't feel like getting started, then you are opening the door for procrastination to win the day. A strategy I would urge you to apply to your life if procrastination currently rules your day is the five-second rule from Mel Robbins. I am often amazed at how powerful this strategy is to get you into motion. Mel defines the five-second rule as, quote, The moment you have an instinct to act on a goal, you must 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and physically move or your brain will stop you, end quote. In order for us to ultimately express the best version of ourselves, we must find a way to close the gap between who we are and who we are capable of being. The five-second rule is a powerful strategy to help you on this journey. Insight number eight. It's a matter of time. Quote, with regard to moving your biggest goals from possible to probable to inevitable, know that it's not a matter of will you or won't you. Eventually, you will. Remember, any time you find yourself wishing that you were further along than you are or comparing where you are with where someone else is, Keep in mind that when you finally get to the point you've been working towards for so long, you almost never wish it happened any sooner. End quote. That is my quick look at the miracle equation by Hal Elrod. I would urge you to read this book and take his 30-day challenge, which makes up the last section of the book. Because as Jim Quick so eloquently says, knowledge itself is not power. Applied knowledge is. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Lamba. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To go deeper with me, you can register for free at www.philosopherinsights.com for instant access to a growing library of Philosopher Insights, which are 8 to 10 page PDFs, plus 20 minute MP3s that break down my favorite insights from the world's best personal development books. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Facebook at Optimal Herb. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.